Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So today I'm going to touch on exercises I don't recommend. And the reason I'm going to make this episode is something I enjoy talking about, I think will be valuable to yourselves also. And the reason being is I won't, I won't just be like, that's rubbish, that's poor, don't do that. I'll try and give you the rationale behind why I'm deciding these movements might not be the best for you to do in the gym. And as a result, you can use that thought process, you can use the maybe the rationale behind why I don't recommend an exercise and use your own judgment on will this exercise be a good movement for myself to do or is it pretty poor and yeah just be able to gain the knowledge to pick what exercise may be good for you to perform. So yeah that's the rationale behind it and it's just a subject I enjoy talking about and uh, something I'm passionate about so there are going to be some exceptions to it which I'll probably touch on throughout but a few of them are enjoyment so if someone absolutely loves an exercise it, like let's say I've got a client they love doing an exercise I think it's dreadful but it makes a difference between them getting their sessions done and not going to the gym that day or maybe they're just starting out at the gym and other exercises are maybe a wee bit too daunting so what is actually optimal for them isn't doing the exercise that I think is a really great exercise it's just doing something it's just being in the gym and doing something that's not gonna scare them away and make them feel quite intimidated and not want to be there basically and there's also things like kit limitations that will affect it as well for example an exercise may not, let's say a barbell back squat, not a, not that I think it's a bad exercise, but someone might have to do barbell back squats for their legs because they don't have any fancy leg machines in their gym, they don't have a leg press, so you might want to do that movement. Uh, but you might not think it's amazing on paper, but it's just an example of sometimes you don't have a great array of kit available or much exercises to choose from so you might have to go for something else and however there's sometimes ways around picking these poor exercises like maybe just knowing what exercises are potentially better and having that understanding and having that knowledge of what to do instead of a somewhat poor exercise which I'll get to. So in terms of the first exercise I'm going to touch on is the tricep kickback so I'm not sure if people have seen the tricep kickback uh, but it's basically when you bend over, you've got a dumbbell in your hand and you extend the dumbbell. And at, you're like in a row position type thing, but your elbow's in line with your body and you dry, you're just driving the dumbbell back. And I just think this is an exercise that's got no place in building muscle. The reason being is when we think about the exercise, when you've got your arm in that position, like you're maintaining the top of a row bent over, you're not going to be super stable because you're in a bent over position probably not the comfiest position to maintain it's going to require you to keep balance and use the muscles in your back in that position uh, and most importantly or something that's even more of a issue with the movement is because you've got to maintain that position with your arm and it's going to be hard to maintain that position because you're using the muscles in your back to maintain your arm in line with your body during that whole exercise uh, and that's not something, well, you might be able to maintain that position, but it's like it's like trying to train your 
tricep but you're actually putting more stress on the muscles in your back or it's like you're trying to train your tricep but the limiting factor is not your tricep it's how much weight you can maintain in that position because it's an awkward position to be in bent over with your like elbow in line with your body and also on top of that when you're doing the exercise you'll find when you are kicking it back like when you are when you're dumbbell is right under your elbow you've got no tension on your tricep there you've got no weight being used by your tricep as a result it's not that effective in that position and when it is effective is when your arm's straight if anyone's ever done the movement before it's really really hard when your arm's straight and that's also where your triceps really weak and what we want to do with exercises is make it match what our muscle can do so we want it to be hard for the full range of motion whereas on the tricep kickback it's only hard when our arm's straight when we can't use a lot of weight at all so basically we're using very very little weight and during the exercise we're putting a little tension through our tricep and when we are putting tension on it it's only in a yeah only in like let's say a quarter of the exercise where we don't actually build muscle best because that works when your arm's straight, when you're squeezing your tricep, when you're fully shortening your tricep or contracting it. And in that position, that's not where we build muscle best. It's in mid and lengthened range. So when it's stretched and in the middle portion. So in between those two, if that makes sense. So a much better, a much better alternative to a tricep kickback could just simply be using like a, a cable a single arm cable extension so simply holding on to the cable you don't even need an attachment on it and extending your arm and during this we'll have weight on our tricep through the full range of motion we'll have our weight on the tricep at the top middle end of the exercise we'll have it through literally all of it making it a better option as well as that we won't be limited by our ability to be bent over, our ability to keep our elbow beside our body because there's not going to be that weight from gravity in that position when we're standing up. It's just a bit comfortable but easier to do as well. And like I said, there's tension on your tricep during the whole movement. And as well as that, uh, when you are doing it with a... Uh, what's it called? Yeah, when you're doing it with a cable, sometimes you see people doing it bent over with a cable and having the cable around the height of their head, around the height of their shoulder. Whereas you could just do it literally standing and put the cable higher. It is the exact same movement, except you don't have to be in that funny bent over position like you're doing a row and maintain that. You can just stand up straight and do it. So again, much better option standing up straight. You'll probably find you are a bit more stable on your feet. As a result, you can lift a bit more. You can yeah, be a bit stronger at it, simple as that, and actually focus on using your tricep, not being in that funny position bent over. And next up, I'm going to touch on, so yeah, tricep kickback, it's no go in my books, uh, so yeah, if you want an alternative, do it with a cable standing, or do, do just a co uh, rope cable extension, or if you've only got dumbbells available, which is a good argument for using them, then an even better movement could be like a dumbbell skill crusher or lying on a bench and being, yeah, just being supported by a bench or on the floor and then bending your elbow and doing, let's say, a, a skill crusher. Uh, you can see a lovely example if you're watching the video footage on YouTube 
or you could do it like across your body single arm and support where your bicep is with your yeah with your other hand as you can see if you're watching it just like that and uh, that will be a better option again because you'll have tension on your tricep through a larger percentage of the range of motion you'll be a bit more stable and don't have to be in that funny bent over position next up goblet squats so somewhat a popular exercise you see people do in the gym not an exercise i'm a fan of and the reason being is there's not a lot of progressive runway in the movement what i mean by this is when you are doing a goblet squat when you are in that position when you're holding the weight in front of you your legs are probably your legs are a lot stronger than your shoulders a lot stronger than your grip than your arms so it doesn't make sense to do an exercise where you're holding the dumbbell in front of your body because if you are if you get even somewhat stronger a goblet squat the limiting factor is going to be your grip it's going to be holding the dumbbell in that position and not your legs and it uh, doesn't take an expert to suggest and that might mean it's not a great exercise to train your legs if they're not the limiting factor if we're not reaching failure with it or getting close to failure then it's not going to be a movement that has a lot of value in it and as well as that it is well it depends it depends what you want to work you could say it's not that it's not a bad an exercise to train your quads or that but you could put a barbell on you could do a front squat with a barbell back squat with a barbell and that would be a better alternative or using a leg press a hack squat any other leg machine really would probably be a better option and like i did say at the start uh, there are some exceptions so an exception to the goblet squat could be they can do a barbell squat so what's a good way to ease into that barbell squat what's a good way to make it a bit easier a bit less daunting and less skill requirement and a bit easier to learn that squat movement the squat pattern a goblet squat so again if let's say <laughs> i don't think i do it at the moment but if any of my clients had the goblet squat in their program don't don't uh, cancel your coaching service because there is reason behind it it's like again it's a good way to build up to a barbell squat so yeah there is some utility in doing it in that aspect but let's say let's say you can barbell squat you are experienced in the gym you don't you're not you don't find the barbell back squat daunting you can do it comfortably with good form or a front squat with a barbell then i don't see any point in having that goblet squat in there you could say you could say oh but i stopped progressing my barbell back squat i'd look to change the rep range and do yeah change the rep range team change the tempo or even put to a front squat and before even considering doing a goblet squat with it so yeah pretty quite a poor exercise in my opinion unless it's those any of the exercise suggested but like i said if someone's brand new to going in the gym and they're easing into it they they find it quite daunting or they're not skilled at a barbell squat or they can't squat well then you can still build muscle probably with a goblet squat yes it's not going to be amazing but it's something it's like if someone's not been even in the gym before it's gonna be doing more than sitting on the couch or doing more than never stepping foot in the gym so that's something to consider as well when doing a goblet squat and next up is sit-ups so sit-ups probably one of the one if not the most popular core exercise or ab exercise 
and something I do not I do not see a ton of benefit on if you're somewhat experienced in the gym. The reason being is again a lack of progressive runway, meaning you're you're gonna struggle to progress it. Saying that you could do that body weight, you could do, sorry, you could add weight and not just do it body weight. But when people do just sit ups like body weight, I don't think it's a great movement because your feet come up. So a good alternative could be just hooking your feet under, uh, and then your feet don't come up, and you can actually focus on using your core a bit better. But apart from that, when you are doing sit ups, a problem you can run into is being hard to progress them because you can only do so much reps when you're doing sit-ups and progress it so much and then it gets a bit difficult so yeah you can do them weighted that could be a good option but again it might be a bit awkward holding the weight getting the setup consistent and making sure that it's the same week in week out you also lose tension on your abs at the top of the exercise but saying that for the large majority of it, you will have tension on your abs so it's not the worst exercise but a consideration could be are you progressing your ab exercises like you are with any other exercise because if you are when you're training your legs you're progressing weight you're trying to get stronger every week or you, like you are with any other body part but then you get to your abs and then you do some sort of fluffy exercise we don't progress the weight, you don't keep logging how long you're doing it for, that sort of thing, then you aren't really going to be building much muscle in your abs, in my opinion. They should be treated like any other body part. So, uh, yeah, so a good alternative could be doing them weighted, finding something to hook your feet under, so your feet coming up or the amount of reps you can do isn't the limit factor. And going on to the next Oh yeah, so you could also use like a ab crunch machine or do a cable crunch as well, focusing on basically curving your back a lot at the bottom and stretching your abs at the top, taking them for a large range of motion as a result of it. Next up is standing presses. I don't see much benefit in. So by standing presses, I mean things like a, a let's say a barbell overhead press or a dumbbell overhead press anything like that standing you could say if you're doing it single arm you could say that's not a bad idea uh, I, I used to do it single arm just because one of my shoulders isn't as stable as the others and I find it hard to balance with one so that was to correct that instability in my shoulder or the lack of balance in my shoulder to put it simple so that's for more of a specific purpose but if you're looking to build muscle and you want to choose an exercise to build your shoulders and I wouldn't choose a standing movement because when we think about a standing movement we are putting that weight through our whole body which means we aren't as stable as if we're seated on a bench if we're in a smith machine or if we are just doing our overhead press on a bench or with dumbbells we're not going to be as stable if we're standing because we've got more of our body that load is going through making it quite hard to stabilize yourself balance the weight and as a result that could potentially be the limiting factor and even if not it will affect how much you can lift even if you can still reach or what you think is reaching failure with it so I'd always try and choose something seated if you can there's also the point of when you're doing it when you do like a standing overhead press you're going to be arching your lower back not the end of the world and 
could be a different scenario if it's a specific lift you love or want to improve but for the most part if you are doing it standing you're going to have more load for your lower back and then as a result it's going to contribute towards that lower back loading and it's going to load your lower back which i'd recommend saving for doing things like bent over rows things like leg exercises like a remaining deadlift a barbell back squat and sit on a bench because it's available it's only going to make the movement better and more effective stop you from wobbling around so that's why i, I see the benefit of doing a standing yeah a seated press also usually like doing a bit of a more of a higher incline instead of just an upright bench as well just because it gives someone something to dig their upper back into and it's usually a bit of a safer position to press in because most people are in a wee bit of a vulnerable position if they are doing like let's say a press completely upright on a bench so i'm not the biggest fan of that and next up i'm gonna yeah so sorry a good alternative to a standing press could be a shoulder press machine could be a high incline smith press a high incline dumbbell press high incline dumbbell a barbell press sorry any of those are a better alternative and you'll be more stable you can usually lift more and get more out of the movement and get more out of your delts which is your shoulders and lastly i'm going to touch on a standing calf raise so by standing calf raise i mean when people do them like on a step up box and the reason why i don't like them an awful lot on a step up box yes you might not have a leg press to do it on that's that's kind of an exception but you can maybe find a better movement to do but with a standing calf raise on a step up box again balance is quite an issue so it's going to be awkward to maintain the balance of being on the edge of the step up box could tumble over for one uh, and as well as that i just find it is quite awkward like yes you can do it and hold on to something with one hand and then hold on to a dumbbell of some or something with the other but it can be quite hard to hold on to that dumbbell for the full duration if you don't have straps. It can be hard to uh, balance even though you're holding on to something and just progress the weight on it. Whereas if you do something like a leg press and just put the balls of your feet on the bottom of it, it can potentially be a better option. Uh, or doing it single leg can be a bit of a better option because it's usually easier to balance you don't have to use as much weight meaning you don't have to hold such a heavy dumbbell which can be hard to balance with and a bit inconvenient so yes yeah, standing calf raises on a step up box usually there is better options maybe even doing that with a step up box in a smith machine if you have one but like i said usually all gyms have some sort of leg press even if it's not an amazing one using the bottom of that can be a better option as well and also just on that note something that sprung to my head is when you're doing a standing calf raise not even on a step up box just on the floor again a very poor exercise in my opinion because you can't get a good stretch in your calves you can't go down very deep and yeah put a lot of tension in them in that stretch position where we know we build muscle best and it makes sense to use a large range of motion when we can so like i don't i don't see a benefit in choosing it where you can't get a good stretch in your calves and go further down get a large range of motion because there's not really any downside of doing so obviously a different story if you experience pain that sort of thing but usually i'd recommend doing it 
yeah, on, on something where you can stretch lower and you're not just got your balls of your feet on the ground because you will not be getting very low at all. So yeah, I quite enjoyed making this episode and uh, depicting some movements and talking about the pros and cons of each. I'll probably look to do this again because there's quite a lot of exercises that came to my head uh, when it comes to ones that aren't the best or could potentially be better. So I'll look to do that in the future and uh, do like a part two, maybe even a part three on it because yeah, again, it's an episode I like doing and uh, enjoy talking about. So it's, it makes sense for myself just enjoyment wise to do it as well as thinking it's got a lot of benefit for you hearing it so yeah hope everyone has a great week i appreciate everyone listening if you did enjoy the episode leave me a rating and review give me a follow and uh, keep supporting the podcast i greatly appreciate it we're we're growing it well at the moment and i can't thank you guys enough so yeah hope everyone has a great day and a great week